This is JJ Revival, and you're listening to the As Yet Untitled Rock Show with your host, Stu Pink. Yes, it is. It's the As Yet Untitled Rock Show on Phoenix FM with me, Stuart Pink. And joining me on the phone, the poster boy for trouble himself, JJ Revival. Hello, Jay. Hello, mate. Thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Oh, it's not a problem. Not a problem. Where, where are you phoning in from? Where are you joining us from? You're a local so lad. I'm joining, I'm joining you in from my humble farmhouse um, in, in Canoodon, in the middle of nowhere. Oh, um, yes. You're rocking in from Canoodon. Oh, loving it, mate. Honestly, middle of nowhere. Make as much noise as you want. Proper, uh, proper <laughs> garage band. <laughs> That's how you do it. I thought I could hear a bit of noise when I went through there the other day. Nah, <laughs> that'd be me. And that, the dying cat sound would be me trying to sing. <laughs> Sounded awesome. So how are you? I'm brilliant, mate. I'm very well, thank you. I'm living the dream um, day by day. You know, things are, you know, it's happening. It's, uh, yeah, living the dream, mate. That's the best way to put it, living the dream. Awesome. So presumably you rock out from home, do you? Uh, if you, if you, they've got a farmhouse in Canoodon. Yeah, we rock out in my barn, mate. In, uh, oh, yes. We've got, yeah, we've got a good old barn, a proper classic wooden barn. Um, loads of reverberations in there. The drums sound massive, and oh, it's brilliant, honestly. Minimal Excellent. soundproofing, no neighbours. You couldn't ask for more. You didn't have to kick the cows out first. They're already oh, gone. No, just a couple of dogs, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's not, I was just picturing the scenes at Glastonbury Farm, but like on a really small scale. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind the cows. It's all good. Oh, no. <laughs> Now you've been putting together some awesome stuff, uh, JJ. I have to say, been been loving your your back catalogue of tunes. Uh, so you're a local lad. But how did you did you first start rocking out as as a wee boy? Uh, was this a new thing? Uh, I'll tell you what, right? If you want to if you want to know way back how it how it all happened, uh, I'll tell you. It happened one night. I was about nine, eight, nine years old, and I had white snakes live in the shadow of the blues on in my in my earphones late at night. Oh, beautiful um, stuff. I must have been in year year three, year uh, no sorry year four, year five in, in primary school, um, a little lad, um, and uh, and Doug Aldridge Snake Dance came on the guitar solo that's halfway through. Yeah, and um, halfway through the album, and I'll tell you what, something just resonated in me, and I'd always loved music. Don't get me wrong, like I brought up on music, um, on classic rock. It's literally been my life forever, and at that moment, it's like a voice spoke to me and just said. You've got to play rock. You've got to do this. Like, and it's just. And since then, that fire has been burning and raging inside. David Coverdale just popped into your head and went. Oh, actually, something something popped into my head. I don't know what it was, mate. Um, <laughs> and since then, I've had you know weird and wonderful dreams telling me where to go next, what to do, names to call things, helping me guide me along my journey. Um, you know, and and continues to to this day. Uh, and then that's where it started. And then since then, I, I came down that next morning and I said, Mum, I want to learn to play the drums. I want to learn to play guitar. My brother was learning to play drums at the time. So we already had a drum kit that family and friends had given us. I kicked him off that drum kit and I started playing it myself. <laughs> you know, I mean, as you do. And, you know, and he eventually gave it up. And I went and had professional lessons with a, with a fantastic drummer who was also a family friend of ours. Um, and I went to, uh, to a local guitar shop and, and uh, got myself uh, a, a little card for lessons and stuff like that with uh, with a local guitar teacher who ended up you know being really kind of uh, influential and stuff that for me I had my mum's old guitar from when she used to play um, back in the 80s and an old 1980s little Fender ramp as well and, and since then I just you know absolutely like every day from about 10 
11 years old, just kind of playing and, and listening to music as loud as I can. Every band t-shirt I can get under the sun. Yeah. Um, you know, originals. I mean, I had something called The Vault. When I was when I was like 13, 14, I started The Vault in my room, which essentially the was vault. just a cabinet filled with vinyl records, cassettes. Oh, nice. CDs, everything. If it was signed, it was in there. If it was, I've got magazines, boxes and boxes <laughs> of magazines um, from the 80s and stuff, like original copies. Um, would be like um, Guitar Magazine, Classic Rock Magazine. Well, it wouldn't be called Classic Rock then, would it? Um, you know, Guitar Magazines and, uh, and stuff like that. And it was, yeah, I've got Vi, I've got Van Halen, I've got Coverdale, Purple, Page, you name it. Oh, amazing. This Original is like print. the cupboard boxes of dreams. Of, oh, honestly, boxes of them. So if uh, any, any listeners out there um, need a couple, then uh, I've probably got some in, me, uh, in my container. <laughs> <laughs> in the vault. I'm liking this. The vaults. Oh. What's what's been playing in the vault lately? Oh, in the vault lately. To be fair, we've uh, obviously I try and grow my music taste as much as I can. Um, so the last thing I put in the vault, I think, was Snake Charmer's um, Snake Charmer's first album. Do you know Snake Charmer? Uh, I probably should, as the Reverend of Rock, but uh, so they're just enlightened me, just in case. Uh, uh, Bernie Marsden and uh, oh, there's a couple of other Rick. I think Rick Wakeman was a part of them. Um, nice. And they're like a, a new band, but they're, they're like a super group. Ah. And, um, and they did an album uh, called Snake Charmer. And then they did Second Skin as well, which both really good albums. Definitely should give them a listen. Um, and I've got their signed, their signed copy of, uh, of that in, uh, in the vault. That was the last thing I put in. The vault's been shut for a little while, to be fair. Um, you know, it's been, Keep I've it under really, safe uh, lock and key, absolutely. Oh, it, it is really. There's just too much stuff in there now. <laughs> it's, um, there's just too much stuff in there. I mean, I still collect stuff. I mean, I'm, I met Cheap Trick. Um, oh, wow. Then it Rambling Man. And, um, yeah, that was amazing. And uh, we had their, I've got their guitar pick and their set list upstairs as well, which was really cool. <laughs> um, um, which was the one they used. I've, I've got that up there. Uh, we've got two guitar picks, actually. And I had a drumstick as well, but I can't remember whose drumstick it was. It was either them or it was the drummer for Ugly Kid Joe. It was his drumstick. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Um, uh, I met him as well, but I didn't realise it was him at the time. Um, <laughs> I'd only ever seen him. Obviously, I'd only ever seen him in videos from the 80s and stuff. So this geezer comes like this 40-year-old man, 50-year-old man, comes like, hey, guys, how's it going? Like, I'm like oh, He's obviously some sort of road man. Some random. Cheap trip. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, me and my mate are standing in the crowd at Rambling Man, and this dude walks up and he's the lead singer of Ugly Kid Joe. And I'm no. Like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. just classic. Amazing times, honestly. Absolutely amazing. Awesome. So I love the fact you've got one drumstick that you're not sure. Maybe his, maybe someone's. <laughs> you, oh. Honestly, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, he obviously he would have thrown a load out, and we, we was front row and centre, we was like, we, we had the barrier um, literally in front of us, like, we was holding on to the barrier, and we weren't moving, like, that's it, we were no, staying that is gig etiquette, if you're there, if your elbows are out, that's it, lock well, Blackstone, Blackstone Cherry were on at, I think it was 8 o'clock, and we was watching, you know, uh, Ugly Kid Joe, ch- uh, Cheap Trick, um, temperance movement and all through the day like we didn't move we didn't drink we didn't eat we just sat there because we knew <laughs> like come six o'clock everyone's now going to start filtering over from the other stands and stuff yeah and they're going to want to uh, yeah they're going to want to uh, stake your claim move. on the spot and don't move that's the, that's the key don't drink anything innit then you've just oh, got just don't let anything in nothing needs to come out and then you're all good exactly mate and then you just stand there and uh, that's, that's, that's the kind of die hard 
um, you know, the kind of die-hard attitude I have. I mean, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it That's was amazing well. Slash got his name. Ah, oh, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> so, uh, we're talking about these other bands. Obviously, one day you will be in the vault, JJ, with your awesome oh, classic rock yeah. revival. Uh, you're you're bringing back classic rock like no one else. I'm trying, man. I mean, I wasn't, I'm not, it's hard, because obviously I, I don't want to, you know, sit here and say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm bringing it back, but I am trying to bring it back. It has died. Um, you know, the darkness said it, you know, rock and roll is dead. Um, and I counteracted that with it. It ain't dead. Yeah, um, it's, it's alive and well. It's just, it's just, no, just I mean, down I'll, a bit. I'll keep yeah. playing it. I'll keep playing it. Someone's got hit an A chord harder than anyone else. Um, and I think Airborne and bands like that, you know, they, they pretty mm. much say it as it is. And um, one of their, you know, one of their things that they do in their songs, they say they play rock and roll hard, fast and free. And that is exactly, that resonates deep within me because someone's got to do it. Someone's got to stand up and someone's got to bring this back. I mean, at the moment, fashion naturally has come back around, fortunately enough, as I was, uh, I was saying to you before the interview, that it, it's come around and it's 70s again. Bands like Dirty Honey out there killing it at the moment. Um, and uh, and you know there's a couple of other guys like out there at the moment that are doing really well. Dust Coder are doing really well. Yes. Um, they're smashing it out. And um, you know, and I think it's only natural that you know the stars should align for someone like myself um, with such a passion for it and such a drive um, to try and at least give it a go. Do you know what I mean? There's there's no there's no harm in that. It's for the music. It's for it's in your soul. They're, they're saying that every rock fan will say to you, every true rock fan will say to you, doesn't matter who you are. They'll say something in you that resonates with that, resonates with a, with an A chord through a Marshall, through a Vox, or a, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, or the sound of the drums as it reverbs around, is an energy there, and there's a presence, and it's the spirit of rock and roll, and that's what we're trying to keep alive. You know, it, it's it's the spirit and the essence of, of days gone by, which will return. It, it won't be the same, but it will be near enough there do you know what I mean it will right still up be, there yes it will still be festivals full of bands playing you know the classic tunes in the classic way with with the style um, be it or move on from the 70s but the core element of the spirit of rock will still be there you'll still be wearing so, your cat suit with big high heels and uh, flames oh, behind well, you I tried that, but my mum and my uh, and my girlfriend weren't really up for it, so it looks like <laughs> I had to go with a white shirt and jeans, proper Springsteen style instead. Oh yes, like it. Only like two buttons done up, yeah. That's it, mate. That's the one. I mean, I used to get told <laughs> off all the time in uh, secondary school for doing that. You know, having the, the buttons undone like the proper Robert Palmer, <laughs> David Coverdale, as you say. Um, you know, and and that's it. There's there's something there's just something powerful about that. Like classic Brian Adams, maybe a bit of. A, I'm trying to find a leather jacket at the moment just to go over the top, um, just to, you know, when we start playing shows and stuff this year, that, you know, it's going to give us that, give us the look. Um, Absolutely. You know, that, that people want. That's what we're after. So we'll have a little listen to, to what your, your classic rock brand is all about, bringing back uh, classic rock into the mainstream. I thought we'd have a little listen to Poster Boy for Trouble. Oh, couldn't have chosen a better track. Yeah. You, you, I, did you create a poster? Is it in the vault? Uh, I have got a poster, but not of that one. I, I do need to get one. Um, I try not to keep a lot of memorabilia that is my own stuff, purely because I think it's a bit egotistical. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to be like, oh, here's a, another picture of me, and here's a record that I did. It's, 
yeah, it's not yeah. about me. It's not about that. Stick them up the downstairs loo. That's all right. Yeah, that's it. Do you know what I mean? And I know some some musicians out there are like that, but for me, it's never been about that. It's been about playing the music and playing it to people. That's the biggest thing because people resonate with that. And I still struggle to this day. I get people message me and say, oh man, like Highway, I really, there's lyrics in there I really resonated with. It's like, how? Like, I don't, I don't understand it personally how you know how <laughs> yeah. other people would resonate to something I've done um, but maybe one day hopefully we could we could get a, a coloured disc a vinyl disc or something in there I think that'd be acceptable yeah one of those big gold ones when you sold like a million copies I wouldn't I wouldn't say no <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to introduce it for us or we'll give it a spin okay so this is Poster Boy for Trouble by me, the poster boy for trouble, JJ Revival. You're listening to the Edge of the Title Rock Show. You pink on Phoenix FM. The poster boy for trouble, JJ Revival, and he's still with me now. What a tune, dude. What a tune. Oh, thank you. I mean, I, I do try. It's got that classic rock vibe to it, isn't it? There's just... It's, it's an ACDC type, you know. Yes. With a with a bit of a you know a hair metal kind of lyrical, uh, ver, I guess you could say to it. Um, you know, it, it's it's in your face. It's rock and roll, isn't it? It's gonna smash you from left to right. Um, the kind of riff that rips your guts out, and it that's what we're after. It is. It is really. It's it's all about. Yeah, it's just about getting in your face, man. What better way to bring back classic rock than just give the people something like that, something they can really groove to, get their heads to, you know, um, and really, really, like, resonate with. I, You know, I Poster Boy's one of my favourite things. I mean, I remember writing that song, and um, I come downstairs, and I played it for my mum, and my mum was like, did you actually write that, or did you steal it from somewhere? I was like, <laughs> mum, genuinely wrote that. That's an ACDC um, one I haven't heard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> don't. I mean, I, you know, as I say, I was like, I genuinely wrote that, and... Um, you know, and, and we played it, and you know, it's it's been a steep, uh, staple of um, of what I've done. It's my most played track to date. We've got over a thousand plays. I mean, over the last month, the Spotify streams have just got. I don't know what's happened. Well, hey, um, just taken off. Oh, instantly, we went from 30, 35 streams a month, right, which wasn't even bad for where the position that we was in, and we had ninety followers. Now we've got three hundred and fifty. Well, no, sorry, three hundred and sixty followers. And we're on the verge of a thousand streams a month. Nicely done. It's all coming to good from the barn in Canoodan. Something's happening. I mean, I'm looking on, on my Spotify and, and I'm seeing like places I'm getting played and I'll get told I've got played in Nashville radio, like on by Nashville radio. They played Highway at some point, um, like about six months ago. And all down the, um, the Western Seaboard as well, um, LA. Um, and, and, and states on America, they've uh, they've all been playing stuff as well, along with the Netherlands. I'm getting played there. Oh, and nice! I get played in some weird and wonderful places. <laughs> um, I've had some the backwaters of Brazil. Someone shazammed me in the backwaters of Brazil. That was amazing. Excellent. It might um, have been Mauro. He listens to the show. Hello, Mauro. <laughs> you know, it, hello. Um, you know, please do shazam us in uh, in Brazil. You know, hello to uh, to the people in Brazil by all means. Um, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. Get well, loads of weird places. You never even think your music's going to get there. And that, I suppose that's the beauty of the world that we live in today. Everything is so accessible. And it doesn't matter where you are on the planet. It's funny, this, can, this Spotify debate, isn't it? Because I think for a lot of artists, actually, it's quite interesting. In the situation we're in where we can't go out gigging in pubs and clubs and stuff, it's actually quite nice to find yourself sitting at home 
doing your stuff in, in your own studio and then it's suddenly it's out there in the Netherlands and Brazil and all over the world. That's it. That's literally it. And for me, it takes a lot of the, the fun out of it, um, doing it from home. I, like, I went into the studio, Essex Recording Studios, recently. Last weekend I was down there. And the guys, and it was so much fun. Honestly, I've never had that much. I mean, first of all, I've never been in a studio like it. I mean, the professionalism there is unreal. Nice. Um, James and Keith are both absolutely fantastic producers, and they've got a great place down there. Um, and as I say, and, and the laughs that we had, and, and being able to sit there with with everyone and, and do it, I've missed it. Do you know what I mean? I've really, really missed it. Since yeah. COVID and stuff like that, it, it's nice to hear the vibe and the and the vibrations of the amplifiers and stuff. It just, you know, as I said to you earlier, it's that, it's that spark inside you. It's that um, that vibe that you can't really replace. Brings it all to life. So you, we mentioned earlier on, but that track was on, you, you started writing some of the stuff by yourself. Uh, you've now got a band. You've got your other, other members in the band? Yeah, so, I mean, I started out in my bedroom, um, you know, when I got furloughed from my job last year. And um, Reece, I, I've not given up music as such, but I put it on the back burner because I know a young lad starting his, his first kind of career job. And I kind of thought, well, I don't think it's going to happen for me. And Got my mum to pay as well. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. And my mum and my dad said, you can't give this up. It's you. It's what you are. Like, by all means, go work your job, pay your bills. Don't give in. David Coverdale said to you, yeah, you had to do this. <laughs> Someone, something said to me, you've got to do this. Um, and so I was like, all right, fine. Like, I'll, do, I'll do an album by myself. So I learned how to uh, how, how mix and master all the tracks and stuff like that. And on the course of that first furlough in, in lockdown, I wrote Nevermore. And to this day, Nevermore is one of my most favorite projects I've ever written. It's so big because it's the first. I mean, mine as a track, mine for me is very, very personal, very uh, mental, not, yeah, mental health orientated. It's, yeah. It, it's a very raw, in terms of lyrical and stuff like that, it's a bit of a puzzle, but it's my puzzle. You know what I mean? And I'm, I know how to put the pieces together and what those pieces mean. Someone else will listen to it and, you know, it'll be mean something for them. But in, in terms of that and highway and stuff like that, and I'm genuinely, I think Nevermore is probably my best work. Um, I think it's a fantastic album. And I, as I say, I did that all on my all on my own. Um, you know, I played the guitars in direct, you know, um, done the drums, fantastic. Um, bass, the vocals. It was all done over the course of, of lockdown um, in, during the spring and the summer of last year, um, which Incredible. is mad to think it's now a year old already already i know time flies doesn't it look at that it really does, mate. It really that's one does. hell of a lockdown project it was it was <laughs> it was uh it's definitely a learning curve definitely a learning curve one piece um, of advice you would give to someone else who's thinking of doing it from home by themselves anything you've learned what would i give what piece of advice would i give it's good enough don't overthink it Nice. I like keep it fluid, rock and roll. Exactly. That's what it's about. It's rock and roll at the end of the day. You get so caught up in programming, like not programming, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, I could put this amp in, or I could put that amp in, or if I just up yeah. the chorus on this, or it's fine. Keep it. If that's what you're going for and you want that rock and roll sound, there's four dudes in 1965, 1975, 1985. There would just be four dudes in a studio with four amps. Yeah. And that's, you know, with, that's certain, you know, with 
three amps, and that's the way it would have been. Nice. You know, keep it. That's that's the spirit of rock and roll. You know, try and pers- I would say. I mean, there's nothing wrong with digital recording. I mean, I don't want to go into recording, but you know, there's nothing wrong with it. But I do think it takes the energy out of it. So just just be yourself, and as I say, yeah, don't overthink it. I like it. Solid advice. So you, you, that was your debut release. You brought out a couple of the things. We've got some new singles coming out. Uh, Westwood Grow coming out. Uh, well, it'll be coming out as of the interview coming uh, being brought out live. It's coming out right now, tonight. Tonight, um, debuting on the As Yet Untold rock show. It, well, what better show to debut it on? <laughs> Keep it local. That's it, mate. It's got to be. Do you know what I mean? If you don't support your local radio stations, then you lose them. And they are the heart of they are, are a heart of the community. And especially for young people like myself and other musicians out there, without you guys taking the time out of your day, which I greatly appreciate, to to take your time out of your day to talk to people like me and and help artists like me, it wouldn't be there. Do you know what I mean? If it wasn't for the local venues and the local stations, then artists wouldn't ever be able to use you know those amazing platforms in order to get their music out and in order for a wider audience to to hear it and and that's amazing mate do you know what i mean that's it's, my uh, absolute pleasure i'm loving what you're doing because you are essentially doing what my goal with the as yet untired rock show was which is to bring rock back into the mainstream and it's, it's got to be done alive and kicking done. on this show oh mate thank you honestly it's um yeah it, it's been amazing i mean westwood grove i mean i started getting into the satellites recently georgia satellites and stuff like that and I think, I think with the, the way that classic rock's coming back as well, and I've been studying this relentlessly, like Einstein on a, on a theory, it's just been what makes this, what, not necessarily like chasing the glory, but what makes these tracks successful? What is it that these guys are doing, the Dust Code, the Dirty Honey, um, other bands that are out there that are creeping up the steps, do you know what I mean? Their numbers are coming up, they're doing the bigger tours, and, you know, how did they go from being that local pub band six months ago to now being aired on White Wendell's show on Planet Rock, on the new rock show, which is my ultimate goal. So, why, if you're hearing this by some miracle or chance, check out Westwood Grove coming up. You'll love it. Um, that's what it is, man. I, how did they do that? And as I said to you earlier, it's the simple thing. It's four dudes in a room with two, three amps playing rock and roll. That's it. There's no, I don't think there's, you know, and time will tell if, you know, if by some mean that I end up doing, going anywhere, which, you know, I'd, I'd love to think I do, but, or anyone else that's listening to this that, you know, feels like they, they could do it. I hope that's the key. Be yourself. Exactly. Express it all. Plug in your amp and just see what happens. That's it, mate. It's, I mean, rock and roll is a feeling. You either feel it or you don't. You know, it, it's either resonating with you to your soul or it doesn't. There's no other it. way, no other way to put it, really. You know, and that's what we did with Westwood Grove. I mean, the energy that is on that track is brilliant. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. We didn't play it to a click track. I said I want to do this like 1968, 1969. I want to do it like the boys in, you know, in Zeppelin or in the Stones would have done it. Nice. No click tracks. Yes. Get the amps in, mic the amps up, and get playing. That's it. That's all we did. I mean, I was fortunate enough to have Dan Hawkins from the Darkness is Amp. Coming out of your left ear, <gasps> no. Dan Hawkins amplifier. Wow. Right? I'm not even joking. You, It had on the back of the amplifier, Dan 01 on the back. And Dan Hawkins himself brought that amplifier to the studio. It's amazing, honestly. Rock royalty. Um, seriously, we've got his wizard amplifier coming out of the left. 
And then on the right, it's not Slash's exact marshal, but he's the marshal that Slash played. Um, oh, you know, wow. It's the same model. So we've got me coming out on the right with Slash's amplifier. We've got Freddie, on, um, who's my guitar player, coming out the left with the wizard. You know, and, and that's more, what more classic rock could you want? Well, how era appropriate do you want to be? We've got Les Pauls playing screamingly loud. Like we had the, um, the amps were cranked all the way. Like I heard, uh, I, I watched a documentary on the Black Crows and how they did twice as hard. And they said that the glass would reverberate two rooms down where they had the marshals so loud. And I wanted that. I want yeah, this it's... massive live sound. It's rock and roll to a T. Play it hard, fast and free. Got to play it loud. So that's what exactly what we did. We plugged the amplifiers in, cranked them to 100 or to 11 if you're a Spinal Tap fan. And, um, and, and we played rock and roll. We did the quo, the backwards and forwards, which you'll hear. We had the slide guitars in there because it's southern. That's what it is. It's about a southern town. Westwood Grove is about a southern town where there are no rules, pretty women, and everyone has a good time. And when you're listening to rock and roll, especially coming out COVID, what more do you want than a good time? That is what it's all about. It sounds very much like South End, this place. Loving it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the boys in the band did say, there is a Westwood Grove in South End, isn't there? <laughs> um, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. It's not about that. You know, It's about... Uh, you know, and you'll hear it in the in the thing, but it's got elements of Chuck Berry in there. You know, because going back and listening to Chuck Berry, BB King, oh, you know, nice. Yes. Honestly, it's got all of that in it, and you'll hear it even in, in from my lyrics. You know, it's got Johnny. It's got Johnny B. I like to think of it. It's if Chuck Berry, Status Quo, and ACDC all got together and had like a wicked kind of musical threesome, and that's what you're going to get coming out the other side. You're going to get hard hitting, classic sounding, sliding southern rock. This is the love child of the greatest playlist we've ever had, I reckon, on this show. Fantastic stuff. Uh, do you want to introduce it for us, JJ? We'll give it its first play on the radio on the Azure Attire Rock Show. So this is the debut of Westwood Grove by me, JJ Revival, on the Azure Untitled Rock Show. Check this one out. Stuart Pink, Azure Untitled Rock Show. Massive new tunes, bringing back the classic rock on the As Yet Untitled Rock Show on Phoenix FM with me, Stuart Pink. And still with me, JJ. What an absolutely awesome tune. Oh, mate, honestly, it's one of my favourite songs I've ever written. It is an absolutely fan. Honestly, for me, it's exactly what it says on the tin. I mean, everyone, you know, listening to that now, I hope you get what I was saying earlier. It's just, it says what it is on the tin. It's a hard-hitting rock track. What more could you want? That's it, the illegitimate love child of Guns N' Roses, Status Quo, ACDC and The Darkness, all rolled into one. <laughs> Something beautiful, like that. Beautiful stuff. So is there more to come in the next few weeks, months, years, JJ? What's, what's coming up? Uh, what's coming up? Well, so we've got two more tracks to come out. We went in the studio last week with the guys over at Essex Recording Studios. We did three tracks. Oh, so nice. as you've just heard, Westwood Grove debuted now. Um, the others will probably come in, be coming out within the next few months. We're going to be getting some gigs around South End together. We're going to be doing our own headline show at Shoebury Studios. The dates will come on that. I will get the dates out. Um, but if you guys are interested and you do genuinely want to check that out and come down for that, check out at JJ Revival on all your social medias and stuff, and that will keep you updated there. Um, for when those dates and stuff come out but that's that's what's going on and we're chasing the planet rock play that is my ultimate goal um, i said it earlier <laughs> and i say it again that is my ultimate goal i want to get on that on the um 
the Untitled Rock, um, the Untitled Rock Show on why it's new rock. You're on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm on that one. I've already made that. I've already made. Oh, that I'll one. have a word. See what I could sort out for you, mate. Oh, honestly, that's that's the goal, man. Because it, that's that would be. Yeah, as I say, that that's the dream. That's the goal to one day hear me on on Wyatt's show. That would be fantastic. Um, yeah, and, and just see where the road takes us. If there are any bands out there listening now, or any managers that you want a band to open things up with a bit of a bang for your bigger bands, you know, you know who to call. You know, it's uh, I'm more than happy to do that. Who would you um, love to go and support on tour, JJ? Oh, now you've said you said the ultimate question oh, there. Here we go. <laughs> oh, there's so many bands. Um, who, if I could tour with one band, who would I love to tour with? Probably like. Probably like Blackstone Cherry or, or something like that because because they're so nice. They're such genuine guys. Yes. Um, I've heard. They went on tour with, I think I saw them with White Snake and Def Leppard and they were oh, going out all, to, all three of them. I thought, what a fantastic place to be on that oh, tour bus. Honestly, amazing. I think they're such genuine guys as well. Or yeah. Trick because, you know, as I say, they, they were really lovely and, um, and I feel like they could really teach you a few things. No. And, they would supply you with the kind of advice that you would never, ever get again. Um, and who would you take think, on tour uh, with you? Who would I take on tour with me? Oh, mate. I would take on tour with me. I obviously me. Um, obviously uh, you. Yeah, yeah definitely. Some, I mean, I need a, a brilliant road photographer, a podcaster, someone's going to be able to film me, um, you know, and film the band doing what we do. So it'd have to be you there. Um, definitely <laughs> someone that can I'll bring my stylophone. Oh, that's it, mate. Um, there's a new band out there at the moment called Karma Effect. They're genuine guys. Um, I chat to them quite a bit. I take them with me. Karma Effect. We shall oh. check them out. Are they, are they rocking vibes? Oh, mate, they're they're crows. Do you know what I mean? They're crows with a vengeance. Nice. Um, like yeah, it. They're, they're like great it. Guys, honestly. Awesome. JJ, thank you so much for coming on. It was awesome to, to spin the new single. It sounded absolutely brilliant. I can't wait to hear what comes next uh, from your recording sesh at Essex Recording Studios. Lovely. Thank you very much for having me, Stu. Honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And when we open up the uh, studio to live guests, we'll have to get you in for a live sesh. Oh, I'd love to. I'd absolutely love to. We'll rock the house down. Oh, I'll give it a good go. <laughs> Cheers, JJ. See you soon. Take care, mate. Thank you very much. I've been Stuart Pink and you've been listening to the Now You're Talking podcast. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Now, I consider myself very lucky to have met and talked to some incredible people from so many walks of life, ranging from comedy icons and movie stars to community heroes, legends of rock, school kids, the fastest man in a tuk-tuk and a 104-year-old chicken farmer. All sorts has been going on, from backstage at Latitude Festival and Cliffs Pavilion to Zoom calls, pubs, classrooms and care homes. I've thoroughly enjoyed unearthing over a hundred fascinating life stories from over a hundred awesome people. To hear another one, or to hear all of these episodes and these chats, go to stuartpink.com forward slash interviews. You can also subscribe to this podcast to get the next one delivered directly to your device at stuartpink.com. This is JJ Revival and you're... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that> is... <laughs>
Why? Why is this an issue? I've been talking for like an hour.